podcast in the world from WWE to DNA Impact by way of the NWA. It's time for Reffin' It Up with legendary referee Brian Hepner and guest host, Mr. Reffin' Rant himself, Jimmy Corderas. An all new episode starts in this. Is revving it up. Welcome back to another episode of Reffing It Up. I am RJ. I am joined by the two greatest referees of all time. First and foremost, Mr. Jimmy Corderas. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Brian Hebner. Jimmy, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing well. You know, it's tis the season and, you know, uh, I'm trying to get in the mood, trying to in the festive mood. And anybody who's been watching my ref and rants lately, you know, then for, for at least now, because of the season, I'm trying to keep things positive. Instead of pointing out the negatives, I'm going to point out what I like. But that's why we have for Brian now. on the show. Only for, <laughs> only for, for now, now, right? Only, only for now. <laughs> so start the new year off on the uh, A foot, I guess. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Brian, what's but, up, man? Jimmy, I'm going to bounce off that real quick. Uh, I can't get in the mood, man. Um, I know what Christmas is about, and I appreciate that aspect of it. But um, after that, it's a nothing but a forced show for parents to spend all their fucking money and go broke. And then uh, it's just god awful. And if you don't get your kids, what you know, the things that everybody else gets and stuff like that, it, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's called something where... Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I just can't get into it, man. I can't. I, mm-hmm. I put a Christmas tree up and I'm ready to take it down already because my charity usually goes there. And I. it's just, it, ugh, it sucks. Your cha- you, you usually put your chair where your Christmas tree is? Yeah. Hey, that sounds familiar. We do the same thing. We put our Christmas tree where normally a chair is. And we move the chair for the, the tree every year. That Wow, see? Huh? Great minds. And I, <laughs> and I want my chair back where it goes. Um, also, guys, um, I know all of you at, um, in the uh, uh, podcasting world can't see this because obviously we are not video, but my daughter drew me a tattoo and I told her all I wanted her to do was draw me a tattoo that showed uh, the, that you kids are my world. OK, and so she just drew out of nowhere. Guys, I'm going to show you this and everybody at home. I'm sorry, um, but I, you can go to my Instagram later that I tell you what it is and you can see it on there. Um, but guys, look at this thing. Wow, your, oh, your wow. daughter drew that. Yeah, she's 15 years old. She drew this. It's got their names in it. Uh, what wow. I can do is I can I can send y'all a, a picture of it later, but uh, it's basically like a globe with crosses with their names on it with, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever she thought, continents. It's got Italian, uh, Italy in there. It's got, I don't know, it's all kinds of stuff. North America, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because I wanted to give my daughter a plug. Love you, Taryn. Awesome. Even That's better. awesome, bro. See, see now you you pull you kind of went uh, around. You now you started off a little on the negative. Now you brought it up to the positive, so it works. You're getting better step by step. You know, no big giant steps, little steps. Well, yeah. whatever I talk about my kids, it's always going to put me in a good mood and positive. Well, so maybe this is reference review. reviews should go. Hey, how's Taryn doing? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> there, there you go. go. Well, it'll be even better once we're on the Christmas, we we'll move on. My son Gabby, he's still he's eleven and he still believes. So I'm like, you know what? I'm taking that as long as I can. And it kind of kind of puts everybody in the right frame of mind, the right mood. I'm like, especially now he's in middle school. It's like, okay, his you know, you get 
you know how kids are. It's like, okay, right. you get from both sides, this, this, and that, and the other. And I'm like, hey, still wrote his letter and all that stuff. And hey, whatever. Can, can nice. you believe? Can you believe as kids, we believe that bullshit? Well, <laughs> there is the, a- fun, the, the funny part about, about it is the way, the way I found out, I was always a scavenger hunt. So I'd go and look for all these presents. And I got the um, Metallica Black album from Santa. And I'm like, that's not right. So, so what you guys are just saying now is a beautiful comparison between the Christmas season and what we're talking about and pro wrestling. Because when you were young, you believed. Yeah. And then once you got older and you got wise to or kind of got hip to what was going on, yeah. you still had the suspension of disbelief to enjoy it, to enjoy the time. And that's what oh. wrestling is. Right. Oh yeah. gosh, Jimmy, here you go, making sense. Good lord, can we get to the first count? <laughs> okay, let's get to the first count because it, he'll make you guys will make even more sense as we go on with the show. So let's send it up to our first count. This is your one count. The past week, uh, it came out according to Fightful Select that Deanna Perrazzo of Impact Wrestling, now TNA Wrestling, plans to explore free agency and has no extension with Impact, uh, TNA Wrestling as of the first of the year. Uh, Brian, this is, Deanna is somebody that I, I, has been on the show for one, and for two, that you've worked very closely with um, why, while you were there at Impact. Uh, is this just a matter of, hey, she's just testing it, see what, uh, what bites? I don't know, man. Two things shocked me here. Two things shocked me. Um, whoever gets her is going to get a hell of a pickup. She is an amazing athlete. She has shown the world that she is the real deal. Um, she was at WWE development at one point, I believe, and mm-hmm. out there, I, I don't know what, and it may be that she just wasn't ready, but I mean, I think that she has proven that she is completely ready and can work with anybody. Uh, but what really surprises me is that her husband, Steve Macklin, is still at Impact, which is actually really interesting. And I really think because that she's exploring the free agency thing, I don't think that TNA is not willing to, to sign her. I think that she's willing to bet on herself at this point is my guess. I don't know that. I have not talked to her or to Steve, but it's just really interesting. I think that's really cool for her. If she is trying to bet on herself, I think that's really cool. I think that this will be rewarding for her. And if not, I'm sure TNA would be happy to sign her back. Yeah, it's one of those things, Jimmy, that uh, we see a lot nowadays. We saw it with uh, Frankie Gazarian, for one. We see it with a lot of these uh, veterans, a lot of these younger talent as well. Hey, let's bet on herself. It's something that you've mm-hmm. probably seen over your years in uh, in the business as well, right? Right. It, it's it's a business decision. You can't, you know, obviously right now we see two companies, big companies out there, you know, vying for talent top talent and she has proven like like brian said that she can go and there is the possibility of uh uh using her talents to help a division a women's division let's put it that way whether it is wwe aew it maybe she's testing the like you said the money waters you always it is a business after all and you're looking to make the best money but at the same time it is a wrestling business so you also want to be used in a proper manner and you have to look at that as well and if you see the two companies and i'm not i'm not trying to crap on one and, and pump, pump up the other one. But the women's division in WWE right now is, is stacked. And, you know, trying to, trying to fit her in a spot right now 
especially when they have someone in the waiting in the wings to, to in Jade uh, Cargill to to debut uh, is very interesting. But at the same time, I don't think AEW uh, utilizes their women to their fullest potential. So you have to weigh those factors in as well. But the fact that she's like you said, betting on herself, looking for the best. Uh, possible deal for her and who could possibly utilize her the best is I think what she's looking for. I don't think she's shut the door on uh, impact slash TNA, but uh, she's looking at options and that's a smart thing to do. Another thing too, man, that she should be blessed about and so should uh, many other wrestlers out there, men and females, that the options are out there. So you can do that. You're not forced to sign when you, you know, when you want to test the waters, there are waters now that are out there. You know, you got MLW, AEW, WWE, TNA. I mean, you know, that's 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 awesome. And it's great for the business, too. And it's great for talent. I mean, it really is. So yeah, good so, for her. Yeah, sometimes it's those old adage, you know, you've heard Bruce Pritchard say it. Sometimes, you know, you got to go learn a new hole. Go get a new fresh paint of ah, coat. Coat of paint. Yes, a fresh paint of coat. <laughs> I like that. But uh, a good move. It's like sometimes, you know, you're in the, like you said, she wasn't WWE developmental. Sometimes you need to step away to see uh, how others do it. And then if she were to come back, get a better understanding of how WWE does things. She, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. kind of learning all across the board how it's done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we also saw some TNA in the news as well today or this past week where uh, TNA Wrestling and Endeavor partnering up for a new streaming app, uh, TNA Plus app that will be coming out soon, as soon as the uh, brand switch uh, goes into effect as of the first of the year. Um, Brian, this is always something that we've talked about on the show and Jimmy as well, but, you know, we have Peacock with... uh, the WWE, we have ROH Honor Club uh, as far as the app goes with uh, Ring of Honor and AEW. Uh, I thought it was only a matter of time before TNA really jumped into it, but I also found it interesting where Endeavor is the partnership with WWE as well. So I I don't want to say it's before, you know, it's before it's too out there, but I don't I, ironic i don't think so what do you think brian i don't know man I, i'm very happy about it i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. very happy excited for tna and i think I, I know jimmy's gonna have a total flip on this and that's fine that's why we do the show you get his opinion you get mine all right whether you agree with his or mine that's up to you um but i think that it doesn't hurt wwe to do this like in other words if, for endeavor to pick tna up i think that they realize they're picking up a good valuable product that's not as big as it could or should be. And it's not going to hurt or step on WWE. It's only going to really help TNA. This is in TNA's benefit all the way, in my opinion. But when you say, is it accidental? Do you mean, do you think they're working together? Is that what you're insinuating? Down the way, the possibility of them down. I'm not saying right now. I'm saying the partnership down the, down the road where... You could see, like, for example, you see the partnership, quote unquote, of AEW and ROH. Yes, Tony Khan bought the bought ROH in his library. What says that, hey, this is the first, not the first step of WWE or Endeavor, now that owns majority of WWE, says, hey, let's own TNA and get that one big giant conglomerate of professional wrestling. I, I, don't see that. I really don't. I don't see that. I, I just see that it was an opportunity 
for them to use this app business. Okay. And I'm sorry, I'm behind on times. Like always am. <laughs> this app business that everybody wants and loves, which I can't freaking stand. And you know what though, this, you know, for me personally, this is bad news for me because I use, I have this TNA app for free. It won't be free anymore now. And I'm going to have to go through all these steps and use all my, my magical magic that I have with, people backstage and get this app again for free i'm not paying for this shit i'm not but anyway jimmy you you got some insight i i i just don't think i, I, I don't think they're going to work together and buy each other I, that's not what i think no and, and as far as insight i don't know if it's insight but uh, i just find it like you said rj very interesting that uh, the endeavor group would be bringing them on board because they are technically in competition with one another but at the same time endeavor is uh, probably got a different mindset than if Vince McMahon were the one in charge, because if it was Vince's decision, it would probably mm -hmm. be one of those either or either you take us and leave them off and let them find someone else. And because if you bring them on board, we're looking for somewhere else to go. I could see that from Vince. Endeavor is looking at it from a different business perspective where they thinking, look, we're doing well with the WWE product right now. Yeah, they're making money. That's for sure. It's very profitable. Bringing someone else on board, maybe they could piggyback off of that, so to speak. And as far as a, a working relationship down the road, I, it's hard. I don't want to say never say never, but I just don't see it, at least in the near future. That's for sure. Uh, I, I, still, I still see them being separate entities. Yeah. I just think also, too, aren't they known to be like one of the bigger entertainment companies in the world endeavor yeah all right well yeah tna you know tna is entertainment i mean and it's and it's and it's they, they they i'm sure they made a good deal endeavor for them and it was a good deal for tna but it wasn't a big big huge you know number i would think but it doesn't hurt them it's not a distraction from WWE. it's just another uh like another option for their entertainment mm -hmm. portion of it mm -hmm. that's okay. the way i see it. Agreed. Uh, so we we keep talking about them, and like the rest of the wrestling world and entertainment world, I guess you could say, is CM Punk uh, made his rounds this past week between SmackDown, Raw, NXT, pretty much all week, which I think is a brilliant business move uh, for the company. You know, pop pop the ratings, what have you. Um, but last night he officially signed with Raw. Uh, Randy Orton signed with SmackDown this past week. Uh, and then obviously it's not uh, a question anymore. He went face to face with Seth Rollins uh, and Jimmy, you know, we, we talk about friend of the show. He's been on the show. Bully Ray said about he had an issue with uh, punk calling. He's back home. Uh, Rollins comes out last night, as you see, you saw, and said, "This isn't your home. You spent ten years destroying, trying to destroy it." Right. Uh, work shoot. I know we talked about it before when he made his debut or re-debut, excuse me. But mm -hmm. work shoot. I think you're you're playing on the emotion. I, no, absolutely, you're playing on the emotion, and you're playing on the emotion of the fan who's reading, especially the ones that are online reading all of the. Uh, so-called behind the curtain things that are going on in the the real life heat between Seth and and Punk and you know what uh, the only people that could speak to that real life heat is those guys and people who may have witnessed it 
But at the same time, there is something there. And what these guys have decided to do was put their differences aside. I'm sure they discussed it and said, listen, with all that's going on, we could make money from this dollar signs. We, especially if you build it correctly, take your time, tell a great story. You know, everybody's saying, oh, you know, like he, Punk mentioned in at the end of his promo uh, that he's entering the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe if it's you, see you at WrestleMania. So they've planted that seed and everybody's talking about telling the story, you know, going back to Cody and Roman as possibly being a WrestleMania main event. Punk, and who's got a lot of steam right now and he's ticking a lot of boxes and, and he's got people interested, him versus Seth. Can you imagine the two nights, those two main events, one either night? You could even make an argument for which one goes which night. It's, it's. I think I agree. the possibilities for making money is there, and that's what it's all about. Two guys putting their personal differences aside, saying we can, we may not like each other, but we can work together. All I can tell you is Seth roasted CM Punk last night. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Sorry, roasted him. Um, I felt like it was the most heart-wrenching, real promo that I've ever heard out of Seth Rollins. That might be the best one I've ever heard um, because it came from the heart. And, Jimmy, you're right. There, there's there's obviously – it may be squashed now, but in the back of their minds because they're doing business, it would be okay because they're going to work together. But those were true feelings that came out, in my opinion. I mean, really, I, I, I say a lot of that was a shoot but made it to a work because we want to work together because those comments were very strong, harsh and CM Punk did a great job with expressions and emotions that he, that he did and felt off of those. It looked like at one point he realized what he was saying was true and almost wanted to cry. Um, if you didn't watch it, you need to go back and just check it out. It was, it was, it was actually really, really good, mm-hmm. good episodic TV, man. It really was. It was really good. I enjoyed yeah, it. You- no, you talk about talking people in front of their television sets and talking people into the seats. That's exactly what they did with that promo segment on on uh, Monday night. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you see, you see so much crap, and it's amazing that I had time today to do this. But I, I, I really was on Twitter a lot today, and for you young people, X, whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, on it today a lot, and I see so much crap on there, like. Everybody says that this promo was going to sell WrestleMania out. Well, WrestleMania's already sold out, dumbasses. It's already mm-hmm. sold out. All right? We didn't need this promo to do it. But what I'm saying is if nothing was announced and nothing was sold yet and they put it on sale after that, yes, it most certainly would help sell out WrestleMania. My God, mm-hmm. why is that such an argument? Why do people have to argue about everything? Because it's the it's way re- social media, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has to say something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but hopefully, like I said, hopefully this is planting the seed. We'll see something at Royal Rumble setting up something for WrestleMania. We see it every year. Hopefully this is going to continue the story of these two guys. And it will continue the story of Cody and, and Roman. Like you said, Jimmy, you're going to have two of the best matches of all time at WrestleMania is coming up this, at this, uh, this year at 40 in Philadelphia. And it, hopefully, like I said, storytelling is everything exactly and and it's building building and building and you know obviously like we said royal rumble is the next step to help build i mean between those time between now and the royal rumble of course so right. you could take 
little steps to help build the story <laughs> and don't overdo it. And then once, you know, rumble season hits, that's when, as CM Punk puts it, he's standing on the ropes, pointing at the sign, season starts. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. One, one last thing, RJ, I know we're getting ready to head back to uh, reference review, but um, I don't say this, man, and I mean this, and, it, and this is a, a big statement I'm about to make, honestly. I don't think I've ever been this excited about WWE product right now. And I want to give apologies and cahoots to CM Punk, okay, who I beat up big time during this 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 uh, AEW thing. But if he can stay the way he is and can get along and be a true professional, he's very intriguing because he's he's got so many things against him that he's done throughout his career, and, it, and it's intriguing. Um, a lot of it's stupid shit that he should have never done, obviously. But guess what? The guy's smart because he's making a lot of money off of it now with his third chance or whatever it may be. Um, and then Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns and Randy Orton back. I mean, WWE is on fucking fire, boys. And I'm actually actually really excited about the product. Yeah. Uh, something else that has been on fire. Not nah, it's not Brian Hebner on Twitter, even though that's always on fire. Uh, but is our ref in review? This is ref in review. So, a little pretext to what I said before we went here to the ref in review is Brian Hebner was a little hot on Twitter last week. Yeah, I know, folks. Just last week. I know. I know. But I'll uh, <laughs> read a quote here uh, right from the mouth of Brian Hebner. Well, sort of. Quote, Bryce must have the biggest balls in the world. Never seen seen man down this long from a, a nut shot and selling his fucking head. And not the one downstairs. And that pops up for an almost regular finish. What the fuck? Um, so he's referring to Bryce Remsburg, AEW referee, during the Adam Copeland and Christian Cage match from Dynamite from the 6th of December. Brian, you have the floor, my friend. <laughs> there's, no, well, there's no easy way to do it. <laughs> well, I'm obviously going to share this floor with Jimmy, but... That was the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. The stupidest shit in my life. And they had the worst referee to fucking do the stupidest shit that I've ever seen in my life. Because the guy oversells everything anyway, and now he's got to sell shit on top of his own shit that he sells. And now we have a complete mockery of, 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 the, of the business. First of all, the bump that was set up was absolutely horrible. A referee acts like he gets kicked in the nuts and nobody did it. Just something just went shooting up his nuts. No, he knows somebody kicked him in the fucking nuts. That was dumb. I'm not blaming him for that. I'm blaming whoever put this stupid shit together. That's who I'm blaming. You can't just kick a referee in the fucking nuts, all right, and then expect the referee to go, oh, shit, I don't know who did it, but I'm going to just sell the shit out of it and keep on working. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. You can do other things, people. There's ways you can do that move, okay? You could have a roll-up and the foot accidentally go up there or something, and I get what they were trying to do was show the heat that Christian had. That didn't do it. That didn't do it. It made something a mockery. Anyway, I'll move past that. I, I, and then he sold his nuts, I calculated, for six fucking minutes. 
But then I think he was trying to sell them so long, he forgot what he was selling and started grabbing his fucking head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and watch this out before I tweet anything. Then all of a sudden, he doesn't groggily, if that's a word, or uh, that is not a word. Um, <laughs> if he doesn't, like, tell that he's just waking up as opposed to, oh, I'm awake now. And he doesn't do a crawl, a slow count. He does this high arcing. One, two, three. His same fucking finish, just a little bit slower. Not a lot slower. And it just didn't do anything. There was so much more he could have improved on. I don't know if he's never watched old film. I don't know if he's ever watched old referees. I don't know if he's ever watched Earl Hebner. I don't know if he's ever watched Jimmy Corderas, Mike Chioda, Charles Robinson, Brian Hebner. I don't know what he's watched, but he ain't watching the right fucking shit. You don't do it that way. And and he was there too long. They should have bumped him out of the match. I mean, bumped him out of the ring. Something. But you can't lay in the middle of a ring selling your fucking nuts. Jesus. And that tweet I meant, he must have the biggest balls in the world. I don't know, man. Jimmy, I'm going to stop because I won't be able to if I keep going. And I'm going to allow you to have the floor. But please don't tell me that this was not the dumbest shit you've ever seen. It, it was the dumbest shit for a lot of the reasons you, you mentioned. And and to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I was going to say exactly what you were saying near the end. You could do the spot the way they did it where he did get kicked from behind in the in the nuts and take his bump down and roll out of the ring and stay out of the match. Then they can go through their thing and have a second referee come down and count the finish. If you want that same referee to count the finish, let the, let him stay out of the way or along the ropes in the corner, selling his stuff and whatever finish they go to have him, cr have him crawl over selling still, but you know, Hey, I got to get over there and do my job and not this high arcing. Like he, he, he counted like he he was not selling, but then after he hit three, he started selling and pointing to the to the the timekeeper. You know, it's it was it just looked it, unreal. And and if you know if there was ever a time where you needed, in my opinion, could have used a second referee in a match, this that was would it. Have been a per this was it. I agree, man. I agree. I, I just, Jimmy, and another good point that you brought up that I forgot because I got so hot about the other shit. Yes, you're right. He When he came over to count, he looked like he was fine. It just was a slower yep. pace. It was a slower pace count. And then all of a sudden, he goes back down like his nuts are about to fall off his fucking sack now. Like, but for, but for three seconds, they were okay. Right, right. He has got to watch some tape or something. God. Damn, I swear. And Jimmy, you cussed. You said shit. I can't believe it. You must be pissed too. No, it, it 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 didn't sit well with me. Let's put it that way. And surprising because two guys that I really like, Christian uh, Christian and Edge, and, and whoever the agent was for that match, you know, okaying this. Uh, very surprised. Very surprised. And, and listen, some of this is not Bryce. Some of this is not Bryce. Okay, it's not. But the rest of it not as far as the setup, but the rest of it is all Bryce, all Bryce. He's got to, he's got to carry this shit out. And the way to shit out, I mean, all he did was shit on it. He didn't carry shit out. He shit on it. It was just bad. Bryce, I like you. You're a good guy, man, but fuck, that was horrible. 
Well, you know, guys, something that isn't bad, something that is stupendous. Yes, that is a good that is a big word. I have to go look it up so I can spell it. But <laughs> wait, wait, is, wait, wait, where, wait, wait, where did that word come out of your ass at? What the hell? I got cue. What you don't? I got cue cards up here. You don't see that. Oh my god! Oh, wow. All right, we'll go on with another big. Anyways, word. <laughs> she you jumped on my thing there. Anyways, why don't we take a short break? We're gonna have the one, the only, the voice of Reffing It Up, Mr. AJ McKay, coming up after this in her second count. It's that time of the year to keep calm and let your balls jingle this season with Manscaped. Merry balls missed from our friends over at Manscaped. The holidays are approaching, but what if I told you the celebrations are starting earlier this year? It turns out the perfect gift does exist, and who else to bring it down your chimney than the leaders in the below-the-waist grooming Manscaped. Starting with Santa's number one helper, we have the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This fifth generation trimmer features two next gen blade heads, a standard trimmer blade for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go for that smooth finish whenever your heart desires. Now that you've groomed the candy cane, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the Crop Soother. Aftershave lotion and crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. The gift of Manscaped doesn't stop there, folks. This bundle comes with two free gifts. Manscaped's Boxers 2.0 premium underwear and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag. Once you're done shaping up, it's only right you put your pants presence in the best wrapping at all the boxers 2.0 they are seriously the best boxers i've ever worn so head over to manscape.com and use the promo code refin that's r-e-f-i-n at manscape.com to get 20 percent off and free shipping that's manscape.com promo code refin r-e-f-i-n to get 20 percent off and free shipping manscape get your jingle balls ready for the holidays this is your two count. It's time for a false finish because this isn't over. This is only the second count. And, you know, back here, myself, Jimmy Corderas, with Brian Hepner and RJ, we are pleased to welcome in, I don't want to say the voice of the voiceless because that's been used before, but a voice that a lot of you may uh, recognize. And that's AJ McKay. AJ, thank you for joining us this week. Very much hey. a pleasure having you on. No, it's awesome. Thanks for asking me, and thanks for um, you know for for thinking of me to to be a guest. I mean, usually I I lurk in the shadows, so this is awesome. <laughs> AJ, I, I, AJ, first of all, I can't thank you enough for what you do for our show, and I can't t- thank you enough for joining the show. And it's sure. about time. It's about time that the guy who has made the best podcast opening on the planet, and I believe that one hundred percent, we should have a vote actually by the end of the for the end of the year but it was you that did it so people that are listening right now you heard it at the beginning and that's this man right here aj mckay once again thank you so much for joining oh dude it was my pleasure i mean i was flattered uh when i was asked and i'm like they want me to do what uh, of course i will so yeah uh my pleasure anytime anytime yeah so i uh, you do a lot of stuff man i know um uh, you know we we joke around a lot with uh 
you know, Daniel Spencer, good, bad, and different. You, I think everybody has opinion about Daniel Spencer. Good. Like I said, Brian, don't ask Brian. Brian has too many, but, um, you know, working for, you know, I think you got what, I think this time it's what a baker's dozen jobs you got going between OVW, your production company, this, that, and the other, but man, it's just, you said you started at this at 15. Was it yeah, something that you always wanted to do? You know, it was weird. You know what I wanted to do? This is so, life comes full circle sometimes. I've been obsessed with wrestling since the age of probably seven years old. I used to go to the Louisville Gardens with my dad on Tuesday nights. We had front row seats. You know, we were always there. Um, so I grew up on Memphis wrestling, which in turn came to Louisville every Tuesday, uh, which is where I'm based out. I live here in Louisville still. Um, and I always wanted to be a wrestling referee. I knew I'd never be big enough to be a wrestler. Um, of course, I'm 6'3 now and 240, so there's that. Um, but yeah, I thought, <laughs> oh, I, like, I, I, I want to be a wrestling referee. That'd be so awesome. And then it grew into, oh, I want to be Lance Russell. I, wa I want to be a wrestling commentator. And then at the age of 13, I kind of fell into radio a little bit. And by the time I was 15, I was in high school and working on the air. Um, you know, so I had the coolest job ever, as far as I was concerned. You know, all my friends are working at McDonald's or whatever. And then I've got a radio show, you know, so I'm doing homework while I'm on the air. So, um, yeah, so I was I wanted to be a wrestling referee. Uh, that was my first as far back as I can remember. That's what it, that was my first job choice. So I, I find that really cool, but it, it's very interesting because, you know, uh, I obviously, as you know, I ended up becoming a, a wrestling referee, but it wasn't one of those things where, yes, I want to be a wrestling referee. What was it about the refereeing that drew you towards wanting to do that? They opposed, got, like you said, because most most people's dreams are I want to be the next whoever, Hulk Hogan, the next right. Ric Flair, the next Roddy Piper, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, it's just I just find it uh, fascinating that I want to be a referee. Yeah, I think it was the the fact of getting punched in the face. You're know, like the the referee doesn't get you know <laughs> no they don't lay their hands on the referee typically, and um, you know I'm like so it's I don't know it just I've always been a fan and I wanted to be that close to the action. I even in the front row I wasn't close enough, so I thought cool it would be so cool to to be a wrestling referee, and uh, I, I thought what an awesome job to have to be able to try to you know, keep things under control as best as you can in, in the squared circle. And then, I don't know, I just, I fell in love with, uh, with broadcasting. So that's kind of, like I said, uh, life is weird sometimes. So. AJ, do you watch today's current refereeing? I do. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that speaks volumes actually with that answer. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, my, my point to that is it's not too late because you can't be any worse than the fucking shit's going on now. So, you Dude. know, yeah, I um, that's one of the things that we we kind of um, instill in our folks at OVW is that, um, you know, you're not the focus of the match. You're there to you have a specific job, uh, two two specific jobs, according to Al. And, you know, you're not the focus. And so therefore you shouldn't draw the focus to yourself. Um, yeah. So I'll. I, I'm trying to be politically correct. You know, I don't want to get myself in trouble. But yeah, um, I think that, um, you know, the referees serve a very, very important purpose uh, in the ring. And sometimes um, I've seen folks kind of overshadow. But listen, here's the thing. If you get yourself over in the match as a referee more than the talent can, well, 
I guess good on you. You know, you should be a wrestler uh, or the talent should be, you know, better at, at what they do. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, the ref should be a focus or a focal point unless that's, uh, there's a story there, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The, the one thing I'll just have to disagree just a bit, AJ, and I'm not bringing you on here to argue with you because you're, you're my friend. <laughs> but um, if the referee did a good job, according to what you're saying, to get themselves over in the match and, they should be fucking fired. Fired. That's my opinion. I, I wouldn't debate that at all, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you said something very interesting, too. That uh, And, of course, like you said, Al tries to instill it in, in the referees down there in OVW that the referee is not there to be, a, be the story. It's to help the talent tell their story. And in that way, referees and announcers kind of have the same sort of job. You're not mm-hmm. there to overshadow the match but you're there to help tell the story of the match and help get the talent over. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely agree. Yeah. I mean, as, as I, mean, I was brought into OVW to, to do play by play and that's, you know, that's the crux of it. That's what an announcer is. Everybody that sits at home and that's never worked in, in the sport before they, they think, Oh, commentary that's good that's a piece of cake what they don't realize is you have people in your ear yelling at you to you know giving you direction as far as television shots like myself who who does that with you know our commentary and our ring announcer and and you know other people production people you know it's uh it's a moving living breathing thing so you've got the match that's happening in the ring but you also have all of this other stuff happening around it and so people say oh it'd be it'd be a piece of cake to be a wrestling referee or it'd be a piece of cake to be a play-by-play guy and you know no they're they're two of the hardest things i think um you know within a television production just because you have so many stories that you're trying to tell as a play-by-play announcer so you have so many things you have to remember um you know as a referee there there's so many things that are involved you're in so many different matches you're not just out once on the show and then you're done you know you have multiple things happening so you know that's just my two cents on it i guess AJ, before we jump into some of your, your personal stuff that we want to get into, um, we uh, we did a three-part series on the um, – uh, Wrestlers. No, but wrestlers. yeah, with the series, the series that y'all did. Yeah, that I wrestlers. Yes, wrestlers that I absolutely love. Absolutely. And uh, we did a three-part series, and we had three separate guests and that were involved in this, and it was awesome, awesome, awesome. I mean, I'm so glad that I came up with that idea. Um, but, but what I want to ask you is this, you are a big part of it as well. And what do you think that has done for not only OVW, but yourself? Uh, because we're going to explain in a little while how most people are more popular that you're the most popular guy on this fucking set that we have, because you've been heard by everybody at every aspect at some point, but we'll get to that. But what is OVW? gotten out of this and what have you gotten out of this and just what's your overall like take on the whole thing well you know i wasn't in a ton of it um because i was more background and i that was on purpose because um i didn't really want my I, i'm a weirdo i didn't want my likeness and and you know i didn't want to let um i didn't want to take away from anything that th- again the focus was on the talent the the wrestlers and i didn't want that I didn't want me to be a focal point. I'm in there a couple of times, you know, you hear my voice throughout uh, doing some ring announcing stuff at some of our live shows. I think overall, um, 
it made people realize that OVW is still around. You know, a lot of people think that because when that relationship with WWE ended, that OVW went away and it never stopped. And I tell people this all the time and people look at me like I'm nuts. But other than Monday Night Raw, OVW television is the longest weekly episodic live program in television history. We have not ever not done a live weekly television. And the only reason Raw beats us is because Danny Davis, when he first started OVW, didn't keep um, the the accurate record of the television episodes as required by the Television Academy. So that's why Raw beats us. But we've never stopped doing live television. Uh, and that's a lot of that has accredited to Danny and to Al, who every week we're, we're live. So um you know, we I think we beat uh, SmackDown by one week, one week. So if we miss a week, we're screwed. Uh, but I think that the success of of wrestlers has has not only reinvigorated OVW as um, as a focal point to people for people to to say, oh God, I didn't realize they were still around. You know, we we've had people reach out to us from all over the place, um, getting reengaged finding that they love the product. They love the, not only the wrestling, but the stories that we tell, um, you know, our production value isn't as top notch as WWE, but nobody's is, you know, they've, they've got the lock on television production when it comes to that. Uh, so we're working toward it. You know, money makes the world go round, but I do think that it's put OVW back on the map, back in people's minds. Uh, I mean, we're getting ready to kick off a North American tour uh, in 2024. So uh, that's the first time we've ever done something on that scale. So it's just a lot of big things happening and we're hoping for a season two. So we'll see. So AJ real quick, and then I'm gonna let the boys take over for a little bit. Um, so what do you think, about this new announcement you guys made. Can you talk about that? You guys made an announcement on Tuesday about a partnership of sorts, but sure. uh, I'm, you, I'm going to let you talk about that. And then also, I also want you to explain to me um, or not explain, but tell the folks how the Davis arena has been sold out for a consecutive streak as well. Correct. Yeah, we are. It's either 13 or 14 weeks we're going on now. We still have a couple of seats available for this Thursday, but uh, the pay-per-view has been sold out for a week or two now on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, it's been, I think, I want to say it's week 13 or 14. It's been nonstop. I mean, the fans have been packing the place. Uh, it's it's hard to get tickets. And as far as the, uh, the new ownership that's come in, basically, um, these guys have come in and um, I'm – going to try to edit myself here on the fly. They've, they've essentially secured OVW's financial stability for the next two years. Um, meaning that they have pumped in um, money and lifeblood to the organization that uh, will allow us to uh, continue what we're doing for the next two years at the very least. Um, you know, we have sponsorships and people that are wanting to advertise and be a part of what's happening right now. So uh, as that money continues to come in, then we're going to continue to expand and grow and and do big things. So I'm really looking forward to the future. Uh, we've literally revamped the entire arena and our production facility within the last two and a half, three weeks. Um, new cameras, new new tech new uh new set you know so we, we just we continue to grow so yeah a lot of a lot of exciting things happening that i'm really happy to to be part of that's that, that's awesome and, and i'm really curious though because 
not, I'm not trying to take this away from the wrestling aspect of this conversation, but at the same time, you have a lot of endeavors outside of the wrestling business. I'm just curious as to those that know your involvement with OVW and the wrestling business. Uh, how do how is it perceived by those that don't, uh, for lack of a better term, get it, get mm. the business? It's it's funny because um, every all of my voiceover or my voice acting friends, they've almost all of them have watched the series, you know, and if I say that, I mean, that's kind of a broad statement. Quite a few have watched uh, the series on Netflix and they were blown away. You know, I say it's not a show about wrestling. It's, it's a show about human emotion and drama and, and trying to make it in life. And I said, so give it a shot. And they did. And they were glad they did. And now they're fans and, you know, now they want a second season to see where things go. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the show has created some new wrestling fans that may not have, uh, watched the show otherwise, you know? So, uh, it's, it's been great. You know, I, I have a couple of, uh, t-shirts available that I sell at our, our, OBW shop store then that one of them says don't make me use my announcer voice and several of my voice acting friends have, have bought those you know so yeah so yeah that's awesome working the gimmick <laughs> so, uh, AJ what, is, what does this mean for the guy I'm sorry I, I've been hitting the head way too many fucking times throughout my career I think his name is Mark right that was the owner before that the radio oh, guy Matt, Matt Jones Matt. yeah okay what does this mean for Matt so uh, Matt is still so there are there are essentially two different um, two different investment groups. There's Matt Jones and his group, and then this new group that has has come along. They still Matt Jones group still has the controlling interest uh, of the company. So Matt will be overseeing all of our um, Kentucky tours and uh, the North American tour. So he's more focused on touring and branding and that type of thing. And then the other folks are focused on the day to day uh, weekly television stuff, the branding of that. The sponsorships, the ad revenue, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's become an even bigger powerhouse than than what it was before. So it worked. It's you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Hey, it makes sense. But I tell you, man, old Matt, he was a heel for me, man, on that show. I didn't like him. Well, yeah, um, it's it's reality based television. <laughs> uh, speaking of. I will say when when Matt first came in, um, you know, it, it, he had a, a vision of what he wanted to do. And, and um, you know, it's he he had a certain way of, of doing things. And, you know, we know with with wrestlers and in and, and, and the wrestling industry, you can't um, you know, you have to kind of kid gloves conversations with people. You can't uh, be overly aggressive. And I think, you know, he kind of rubbed some folks the wrong way when he first came in and he learned very quickly and he adjusted and pivoted and things have, you know, have gotten a lot better on that front. So, um, you know, just growing pains. AJ, you need to, AJ, you need to get him on the show. I want to, I want to, I want to yeah. fucking go out. <laughs> <clears throat> he may, if he, if he watches this, he may be not, he like yeah no no I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> He'll probably run from you, Brian. <laughs> no, I'm being. Hey, look, 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 look. I know it's a business. Look, I work for fucking the dickhead Vincent Man. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it was very much. It could have easily turned into um, you know, to that kind of a thing. And we kept saying, hey, you know, if if you want to get involved. Um, you know, it, it has to end. It has to lead to somewhere. It's got to lead to a match, you know, and he's like, oh, no, no, yeah, I'm not wrestling. <laughs> so, so there you go. You know, just 
looking at the resume, you go online, ajmckcreative.com. Plug for that. Uh, just a laundry list of companies that you work with, the accolades that you have. When was that time? Was there ever a time, I should say, that you sat back, you said, Holy shit, look what I, you know, look what, look at this. You know what I mean? Have you ever had time to, I, I know, like I said, I know you got like 13, 14 different jobs that you have, I'm sure. And you don't have time for that. But I'm like, did you ever ch- just kind of time to reflect on what thus far? Because obviously the story's not done yet. Yeah, you know, no, I just, I don't really spend a lot of time looking in the past. I I spend more, most of my time just pushing forward and just, doing the work and and staying productive. I mean, voiceover is something that you you never age out of, you know, your body, even if your body kind of gives out and your hips go bad or, or you know, you can't walk, you, you know, you still are able to do voiceover. So uh, for me, yeah, I mean, I've looked at cool things that I've done. You know, I've done work for WWE in the past. I've done work for TNA back when it was TNA originally. And so, you know, I, I've done some really cool stuff. Um, right now, you can hear me in a major motion picture-based theme park that I can't mention because I'm under NDA. But, um, you know, it's cool to, to go to know that you can go to an amusement park and you you can hear my voice. Um, and, and I have, and I forget, sometimes I, I hear stuff that I've done that I've forgotten that I've done. And I'm like, oh crap, I did that like a year and a half ago, you know, because sometimes you do it and it doesn't run for six months to a year. And so, yeah, uh, it's, it's cool, but, um, you know, I'm just at the end of the day, I'm just a dude trying to make a living, you know? So, so, so for those of you that are at home listening or in your cars or at the gym, hopefully you're at the gym, getting your ass in shape. Um, but. Here's what I'm going to do. We're, we're going to go to our third count. And what we want to do is because you guys are going to recognize some of these things that we, RJ has um, pulled out. But we're, when we come back with our third count, we're going to let you listen to a few things you might just recognize and realize who's actually on Reffing It Up. Um, so we're going to do that when we come back in our third count. This is your three count. We are back with our third count, and we are welcoming in A.J. McKay, the voice, I'm going to say it, of Reffing It Up. Um, So to touch on what I was saying before we went to break, I wanted to let everybody know that you have heard this man at some point in your life. And if you haven't, you're not watching TV or you're not listening to the radio, one or the other. I have queued up, or my my host, R.J., has queued up some – examples of what you guys have heard aj once we play this i'd like you to comment on how the fuck you do all this but anyway RJ, <laughs> play this. wwe monday night raw is live at the kfc yum center and televised around the world 30 seconds to mars october 11th at expo 5 come on down you could be a contestant on the most exciting game show in television history. Production Simple Concerts and Events presents Modest Mouth. It's the return of Monster Jam. Demi Lovato and David Archuleta. August 5th at Broadbent Arena. We the Kings. Witness their awesome new live show, Flyleaf, live in concert. You've seen it on Spike TV and Pay-Per-View. Now see it live. 
Saturday, June 27th at the Horseshoe Casino Outdoor Arena. The Revolution Fight League presents Maximum Impact Summer Fight Fest. Tickets starting at just $20 and are on sale now through Ticketmaster.com or charged by phone at 1-800-745-3000. Now, is anybody, anybody out there trying to tell me they have not heard that? I'd hired that guy. Here's a quick story. <laughs> Here is a quick story, and this is a true story. I am in New York at a cafe, and I'm sitting there with Daniel Spencer. And I know, God, we, we put Daniel Spencer over. He's going to get over today. Uh, <laughs> All right, we'll, 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 we'll change that, I'm sure. Yeah, we just edit his name up. But, uh, okay. Yeah, you got it. But, no, uh, well, I'm sitting there with him. Me and him are having lunch. We're, it's just me and him. And I'm telling him that, it, it, RJ, you'll remember back in the early days of this podcast, I was trying to come up with this opening. I was trying to use my own voice. I was trying to do all this dumb shit that sounded like shit. But I thought it kind of sounded decent. You know what I mean? Like, it was all right, you know, kind of thing. And out of nowhere, Daniel says, hey, dude, I've got this buddy. He's actually a fan of your dad's. He actually is a fan of yours. You just don't know it. And I can make you, you know, maybe talk to him and he can maybe make you an intro. And I'm like... Uh, whatever, dude. I, that's fine. Whatever. I mean, I didn't think anything about it. I was just like, whatever. You know, that's fine. Cool. Give it a shot and tell them to send it to me. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this thing is sent to me. And you can ask Daniel the story. I completely flipped my shit. <laughs> I literally did. AJ, I literally flipped my shit and couldn't believe this was going on my podcast. It was amazing. And it's Oh my God. It was, it was amazing. And I, and I recognized as you did it, when you said it to me or Daniel sent it to me, that it was you, which I don't know who you are at this point. I'm like, who is this? But I know his voice. Like it, it was absolutely insane. I was so ecstatic. Like it was Christmas for me. Honestly, you have to remember I'm looking for some nice inviting intro music to a podcast that I want everybody to listen to. And it's the shits. And then all of a sudden, here comes AJ McKay for the save. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Which is so funny because that's exactly how Daniel described it. And I'm like, oh, he didn't. I mean, I, I just thought Daniel was like upselling it. Um, but yeah, he pretty much described it that exact way. And I just thought he was trying to upsell me that I, I I'm there. Yeah, Brian was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. That's fine. We'll use that. And yeah, so that's, <laughs> I hate to give Daniel props, but damn it. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I, 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 now I can say something negative to him. He should have fucking done it earlier. Fucking. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I mean, I grew up in, in radio. So like bells and zaps and all that cool stuff. You know, I, I've i got tons of audio that I've just, I'm like a hoarder when it comes to, to audio stuff. So I love doing that stuff. And I was, like I said, when he asked me to do it, I'm like, absolutely. I didn't think twice about it. Um Huge fan of your dad's, huge fan of yours. I got to hang with your dad up in, at Blizzard Brawl a couple of years ago in Wisconsin. Dave Hero does a big show up there. And I got to say, man, um, it was surreal because I wound up driving, you know, driving him around to we went to grab lunch. And I'm thinking, what, what is how is this my life that I'm having lunch with Earl Hebner uh, and doing a wrestling show, you know, where he's appearing? It just it was surreal. So uh, so he suckered you in, too. 
Huh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Back in case, case of beer later, and I was like, well, that was a great experience. At least I have something to talk about. <laughs> Speaking of something to talk about, here's a question from uh, 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 Jimmy from Toronto wants to know <laughs> this. Uh, you getting to work with one of my favorite people that I got to work with. Uh, he's one of the smartest guys in the wrestling business, but uh, back then it was a little bit different because it, how is it working with Al Snow? I I hate, you know, to put it that way, but he was so much fun back in the day. Let's put it this way. When he wasn't the boss, he was, he was, a, he was a blast to work with. How is it? How is he as a boss? It's uh, it's incredible. It's like uh, working with, I, I couldn't, I can't equate working with anyone else um, in this profession other than Al, because you have to think Al, I'm an old school guy. Al's an old school guy. Al grew up in that, you know, in that whole era of, you know, 70s, 80s, early 90s wrestling, you know, when he was, you know, middle, I wouldn't say middle age, he was, you know, in his 20s, probably. And, you know, here I am younger, uh, but we're not that far off in age. I'm 10 or 11 years younger. Um, so sitting under the learning tree of Al Snow is like nothing else, because he learned the old school way before social media, before all this. So, you know, you have to be inventive. You have to be creative. His mind works like nobody else that I've ever encountered uh, in wrestling. Um, as far as getting from point A to point B in a, in a storyline situation, uh, being able to tell the story and have it make sense. A lot of people say, oh, cool, you know, I want to work with so-and-so. Um, why? You know, what's what's the backstory there? How how do we, you know, it's, you know, how do we tell that? You know, how do we make it make sense? Um, I sit next to him every week now. You know, I, I went from doing play-by-play um, the show that I was doing play by play for went away. Um, and so I'm like, well, how do I make myself valuable? I can be the backup ring announcer. Um, I taught myself how to do video production of, within the first year that I was there. And I've now gone into working in production. And, uh, as I, I don't know if you'd call me the, the director or the co-director, but I'm pretty much running the show sitting next to Al as he's dealing with commentary, um, you know, with, the wrestlers trying to make sure that we cover everything that we need to cover within the confines of the show. And I'm firing off cues to uh, production as far as music cues and lighting and commercial breaks and that kind of thing. So uh, it's been invaluable. I mean, like I said, at OVW, you we do weekly live television and you can say what you want to about OVW as a product or as a company. But we're the only ones doing weekly live television, and we do it like WWE. Al uses the WWE model. We may not have all the bells and whistles and the flash, but the fundamentals, the way they produce television, it's the same. So it's it's been amazing. So uh, growing up, uh, I always wanted to – little context behind my question – Big fan of Bob Costas growing up, watching the Olympics, Major League Baseball, all that stuff. So went to school for media media, media communications, have my four-year degree in media communications. So I learned very easily where you have to make yourself irreplaceable. You have to learn everything there is to possibly know in whatever field you want to be in. You know, yep. we, we've, for example, with Jimmy, it's like referee, ring crew. He knew he was the driver. He drove Andre around. You know, it, it's it, make yourself irreplaceable because you never know. Long, fast forward a little to college. I was a sports 
was it the sports director for the radio station for four years. So it's kind of snowballs after that. You said you mentioned you started at 15. What advice would you give to people, to kids, boys, girls, men, women, what have you, that want to do what you do, be a voice actor, be a voiceover person, you know, go into broadcasting is Mm. what advice would you give to them? Well, I think the, the first uh, the first thing I tell any students, because I also teach voiceover, and the first thing I tell students that are interested in voice acting, it's all about the acting. It's very little about your voice. It's about the way that you interpret the script, you the way that you bring that, that script to life. Uh, everybody has a unique voice and a unique sound, but it's really about the acting. So if you want to be a voice actor on that side of things, then take acting classes, take improv, um, you know, sign up for acting classes in your area. You can do it online now, but acting really is the key in being a voice actor. Uh, as far as broadcasting, radio has bastardized itself so badly over the years um, with, you know, corporate corporations coming in, consolidating everything. It used to be, you know, when I first broke into radio, you uh, a company could own one FM and one AM and a television station in, in a specific market. Now you've got radio stations, radio companies that own seven, eight stations in one city. So um, it's harder to get a job. So if if person A in Louisville, Kentucky, doesn't like how you sound on the radio, and they control who's hiring, you know, for eight stations. Well, it's safe to say you're not going to get a gig at that at that particular cluster or that company. It's an uphill battle. Um, radio is is a hard road nowadays because it's a lot of automation. I would honestly tell people not to um, not to get into radio. That's I hate to say that, but um, yeah, radios radios not what it used to be. Um, you know, I, I'm going to get a lot of flack for that because I still have a lot of friends in radio, but they're hanging on by a thread at this point. They're trying to figure an exit strategy out because they don't know what else to do. And unfortunately, it is what it is. As far as doing play-by-play for sporting events, uh, get a t- get a television background. You know, it's it's a lot. You have to know you have to know what you're calling in wrestling. You have to know moves. You have to know how to tell a story. You have to have emotion. You know, you can't just be a monotone figure sitting at a table suplex there hip toss there you know you have to you have to be invested in the story as much as uh as the fans and so i mean there are times where i've been doing play-by-play and i leap out of my chair as a fan i forget that i'm doing a broadcast and i get so caught up you know i'm up and i'm down and i'm hitting the person next to me like oh my god did you see that you know you have to you're selling emotion you're telling a story so Again, it all goes back to acting, I guess. Um, you know, get some good acting chops. You, you've been working around Al Snow too much. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, got, be learning something then, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm learning something. So, AJ, thanks, thanks to Al, I have a mannequin head in my basement. But anyways. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, AJ, uh, this is kind of weird that the guys here have not heard before. I'm very, very interested in doing some voice workover kind of stuff. I really am. I really, really am. Nice. Uh, I, I was when I was at the NWA with Billy Corgan. There was some stuff they were doing that nobody would know. Um, but Sam Shaw, if you know who he is, uh, I do. Was, was doing their voiceovers for their videos, and I'm like, 
I looked at Nick Otis one day and I'm like, dude, I can do that. I swear I can. I can do it better, I think. He's like, way to steal a job from Sam. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm not trying to steal a job. I'm trying to get an opportunity here to show what I can do. And I never got that opportunity, by the way. Um, but anyway, I, I think what you do is amazing to me. And uh, RJ, can you pull back up something else uh, that we that we got together? I want to hear one more. Um, this is more of the, uh, I think the television series, movies type stuff that you yep. that you've done. Yeah. Um, so let's listen to this again, guys. Again, at home or in the gym, that's where you're at. You should be in the gym. Um, but listen to this, and then once again, you'll realize you know this man. You know him. Go ahead, RJ. Monday on The Watchful Eye. Welcome to the Greyborn. I'm Melina, new nanny. Murder, death, mystery. I think my niece Allie was pushed off that ledge. The Watchful Eye, Mondays at 10, only on Freeform. Writer Nell Stevens is trying to restart the life and career she left 10 years ago. Oh my God, you're putting me in obituaries. There's just one problem. <laughs> Don't you come any closer, I will kill you. I'm already dead. No, I do not see dead people. Gina Rodriguez. Not dead yet. Wednesdays on ABC. The ladies of the night court love Dan. Am I crazy or has someone been getting a lot of lady attention lately? Like a lot. Your Honor, the defendant is groping her attorney. Night Court's in session Tuesdays at 8 on NBC and streaming on Peacock. An experiment gone wrong causes a shutdown at SWAG. So we're shut down. Forcing Danger Force to enroll in public school. We're stuck at regular school and there's just no crime to fight here. It's an all-new Danger Force next Thursday night at 7, only on Nick. Reginald. Welcome to the slushy shack. How may I help you? Hates his job. What? And loves a girl. Girls aren't exactly attracted to guys like me. Who doesn't even know he exists. What? But that's all about to change. Reggie, you're a vampire now. Reginald the Vampire, Wednesday at 10 on Sci-Fi. That is so fucking cool, man. That's oh, so good. That, that is great. One of the things, if if you don't mind me it, it, trying to draw comparisons like I try to do sometimes, it's amazing that the the actual wrestling business, the wrestlers are so similar in certain capacities because in those voices that we heard from you, there are different variations of your voice. There's different tones. There's different uh, uh, accents that you do. And a wrestler in the ring has to be versatile too. Not only is he supposed, you know, just, to be a technical guy, but he could also brawl. He could also do certain things. There's so many similarities between uh, the acting business and and the wrestling business. It's incredible. Yeah, especially with promo work. I think uh, you know when when and, and which is you know like I said as, with the OBW Academy, we we try to teach that across the board. You know, we don't only teach you how to wrestle and how to how to be a good and solid wrestler. We teach you on camera. We teach you promo. You know, it's not about just screaming into the microphone about how you're going to kill your opponent. You know, there can be an ebb and flow there. There can be peaks and valleys. So we try to, that's what we try to instill. Uh, so yeah, there are some acting, I guess, overtones to that, but uh, I think it's a, I think you can be a lot more creepy and a lot more horrific when you get really low and you talk like this, as opposed to like being loud and, you know, trying to be in someone's face. I think being cerebral, if I can steal that line, is is a lot more impactful than uh, than shouting and screaming. You know, it just depends. You know, and there you could take different approaches. So, yeah, I mean, listen, what I do for a living, nobody goes through a, a Taco Bell drive-through and says, "Let me get a number three with a diet coke and a side of chalupas." You know, like <laughs> nobody speaks like that in everyday conversation. So, yeah, um, 
And I do get recognized sometimes, especially if I've got like a cold and I sound like that. And people will say, are you, have I heard you? <laughs> so. hey, thank, thanks a lot, AJ. Right after this broadcast, I'm going through a drive through and doing exactly that. See, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Not saying I haven't done that before. I'm just saying it doesn't get you free food. <laughs> All right, AJ, you're no exception to the show. Um, when everybody has a gimmick, they have to do it. You kind of did it, but I want to do it in a, at a, at a, with a length. So I want you to promote my favorite drink and my oh, favorite. Jesus. That's okay. Just relax, RJ. You'll be all right. Um, and you won't even get drunk on it. I will. Um, my favorite beverage is Miller Lite, as you've watched me take a thousand sips as we've done this. Um, can you please promote this for me in your best or whatever you want to do, voice? Um, it okay. could be you should build it up though. It shouldn't be as gloomy as that Taco Bell order. Fuck. <laughs> Well, you can go, you know, Miller Lite, it's the drink of champions. Just ask Brian Hebner. You know, I mean, you could go big like that, or you can, you know, Miller Lite, cool, classy, refreshing. You know, you could do all kinds of different things. So I know that wasn't overly long, but uh, yeah. It's amazing. All right, do one more. All right, uh, <laughs> um, Miller Lite, drink it or else Brian Hebner will punch you in the face. You know, you can do silly shit. You know, you can do all the voice. Ah, but I love that Drink it or Brian Hebner will count you out. Yeah, there you go. Miller Lite, drink it heavily or Brian Hebner will count you out. You know, I don't even know I what the hell it. that voice was. That's like a 40s newsreel kind of guy. I don't know what the <laughs> frick I'm doing. I'm on that the spot. Is, that is amazing. All right. So I'm very ready. Ready? Now, I know it's, I know I'm gimmick infringement. Gimmick infringement. Are you ready? Yep. All right. From the Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino here on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And you know the rest. Actually, that's not bad. There you go. So that's a good what we call an announcer voice. So, but you have a great speaking voice too. Like everybody has a great speaking voice. It's like I said, it's just about how you use it. It's about being clear and and you know, but yeah, that's great. That's a great announcer voice. So there you go. So there's one voice for you, plus your speaking voice. That's a second. Then you come up with a comedic voice or you know, an emotionally sad voice. That's four. We can always sidebar, you know, when when we're on the podcast, you can reach out anytime. I'll give you a lesson. Absolutely. And guess what? I will not be an announcer because I'll never be fucking Tony Chummel ever. <laughs> hey it's coming would, back yeah I, I would do a voice but for me it's a it's it's marvin the martian and that earth shattering kaboom that's all i could do oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah my buddy bob Bergen, he's the voice of porky pig so yeah i'll have to i'll get oh, you nice. to bob maybe you can have <laughs> a looney tunes off <laughs> rj it's your turn what do you got we got for us buddy everybody's got something he said everybody no, has I, I got i got i got i got one but you'd probably punch me in the face because it's johnny ace no, go for it. <laughs> I, I can't touch you in Buffalo or wherever the fuck you live. <gasps> well, you know, you know, you know, Brian Abner, I did a lot of stuff to your family, but, you know, I, I sit up, I sit up constantly at night and really cry myself to sleep. I have all this money in the world. I have a hot wife. I, well, you know, John Cena could have been my son-in-law, but, you know, that damn Nikki screwed it up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> not bad. It's a great constipation voice. That's constipation. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> I was just waiting for the. We just don't have anything for you. Oh, mm. you don't. You don't have matches anymore for referees. You dumb fuck. Yeah. Anyway. I feel some heat there. There's heat there. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Just a tad. Just a tad. It's the, 
a bonfire. That's the great thing, though, about uh, about voice acting is you tap into emotions that you, you, triggers. So if obviously, Brian, if that's a trigger for you and you need to be angry in a scene or in whatever you're reading, it's a great way to get there. You know, when I think of I think of the it's so weird. I lost my dad in 2007. But what what triggers me more is the loss of my, my dog that I had for 18 years uh, that moved to every radio place I ever worked. And so anytime I need to be emotional or cry, um, yeah, that's what what does it. I I think of I think of her. So that's uh, it's acting. There you go. Ta da! <laughs> There's your free lesson for the day. <laughs> well, AJ, I would definitely say that he was a trigger for me, and so maybe another middle light sponsor for me to have a sip would be a good one for you. Go ahead, one more time. Oh God! <laughs> oh, she. I'm giving you four. What else? Do I what do I have left yeah. in the tank? I'll have to think on it. You will have to come back. All right, so don't worry. Maybe we can end the show with that. On the ace to the face. How about that? <laughs> Drink, Miller Lite. Drink Miller Light or Brian Hebner will punch Johnny Ace in the face. On second thought, don't drink Miller Light so that Brian Hebner can punch Johnny Ace in the face. <laughs> oh, that's great. We should just finish. So much I'll never get hired by anybody again. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, right. actually, I don't believe I don't believe he's still there, so don't worry about it. No, well, that's okay. Well, hopefully, he doesn't have friends that are still there. <laughs> He'd have to have friends. Oh, sorry, Hed. Was that allowed? Oh, no, there you go. Oh, ouch! <laughs> hey now! Wow! Hey now! Hey! So, you you have uh, created uh, your own legacy in a way because you have gotten over twenty voice art awards, at least. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Yes, your list is huge. You're huge. Um, and I can't sit here and name all of them because that would be ridiculous because people yeah. want So the voice but arts, uh, they're basically like the Academy Awards for voice actors. And I've been very fortunate to win um, more than 20. Um, they actually just had their ceremony last night, which I wasn't able to get to. But um, yeah, uh, like I said, I've been very fortunate. I'm very blessed to be doing what I'm doing. Uh, it beats digging, digging ditches for a living. And, um, you know, it's all I've ever done. That's all I know. It's what I'm passionate about, that and pro wrestling. So those are my two go-tos. Um, and I love to be able to do both and and have both of them um, intersect and and be able to enjoy this ride that I'm on again in a million years. I never thought I'd be talking to you guys. I never thought I would have met your dad. I never thought I would have met some of the, the cool people um, in the sport of pro wrestling that I've been able to meet so far. And I'm just looking to, to see where this crazy train takes me and I'm going to ride it as long as I can. So yeah, it's exciting. So before I turn it over to one of the boys, uh, I know I'm hogging the floor. I just can't help it. I'm excited. You're on AJ, uh, <laughs> but you're, before I say this, I want you to know we are all what I'm getting ready to call you. Um, because you're a wrestling mark, um, is OVW being a commentator and working with the actual OVW wrestling and wrestling uh, or training center and all that stuff, whatever you all call that, is it mean more to that? Like, does that portion of your career mean more than the other stuff that we've talked about previously tonight? Like, in other words, the the uh, the voiceover stuff and um, what I mean. You can tell passionately this means a lot to you, this OVW. So where 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 are you ranking it as, as far as your career and all your other accomplishments and awards? I mean, you know, it's it's definitely up there. I mean, I've only been with OVW for about three years and three months now. So, uh, you know, to say that it's one of my greatest achievements, um, I, I, you know, I, I can't um, 
say that just because, you know, I've got 33 years going on 34 now behind me of, of being a voiceover actor. So, you know, I think working with one of the bigger, one of my, because we talked about this earlier, one of the biggest things that I've ever done or that has meant the most to me is when I worked on a, a production piece for the Children's Miracle Network. Um, we have Cozier Children's Hospital here in Louisville. And um they had an award show at uh, at Disney World in where they do they they hand out awards for production work and for audio production. So um, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Her name was Kathy. Uh, that was the mom. Her daughter, Hannah, had passed away uh, from cancer at a very young age. And Kathy came into the studio at the radio station and basically told Hannah's story and I asked questions and it was very emotional. There wasn't a dry eye in the room. There were four or five of us in there and I was recording everything she said. And I took a song by Enrique Iglesias um, and I said it, it was a very emotional song. And I set these, these clips of her talking about Hannah throughout this song. And I created this, what we call a, a music montage and they played it, um, you know, during the, the children's miracle network, uh, telethons that they do throughout the country. And it won an award for, um, you know, for best musical montage or best musical piece. And so they wow. flew us. Yeah. I took my mom down there with, I'm an only child. So I took mom with me. Um, and we just, we had a great weekend at Disney world and doing that. And it just meant so much. Uh, so it's, it's things like that. I mean, I could say doing voiceovers for, you know, universal studios or, or Disney or whatever have been awesome. And they have been, but I think that was, that was one that's really stuck with me. It's about, and, and you guys know this as well. It's about making those memories or, or making those moments, you know, for kids or, um, you know, for those with special needs, you know, the things that we can do as talent to brighten somebody's day. That's, you know, not to get all mushy and, and emotional, but that's really one that stuck with me. So it's all been a cool ride. I mean, OBW is certainly up there. Um, and I love, I love what I'm doing now, but uh, yeah, that, that sticks with me to this day. So, and I, I still have that montage somewhere in my archive. So yeah, it's cool. Cool stuff. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, no, back to your no, programming. No, no, you're good. Um, so I'm just going to name a couple things. Not, I can't go through your whole list. Your whole list is too big. You, you've done yeah, too it's much. ridiculous, but, but I want to say this, like, so for you guys at home again, um, He's done voiceovers for Walmart, Kroger, KFC, McDonald's, AT&T, the WWE, TNA Impact Wrestling, USA Network, Ford. I mean, that's that that's me stopping at the list. I mean, because the list <laughs> is can't continue to keep going, or we're gonna waste thirty minutes going over this shit. Yeah, um, so I just put it on the website. I'm like, oh, look at the website. You'll you'll see what I've done. You know, so right. Right. It, it, it's, it's just truly amazing, man. And I, I swear, I'm actually really, really like jealous of what you're able to do with your voice and the things you've done and who you've done them for. And fuck, man. <laughs> Listen, it's all teachable. So like I said, if you if you're if you want to get into it, I'm happy to, to you know chat with you and, and see where we can where you can go. It's never too late to be a voice actor. You know, it's hard. It's not easy. Um, you know, taxes alone kick you in the dick pretty hard every year. But, uh, you know, that's, hey, welcome to being self-employed, you know, it's, right. uh, it's what it is. But yeah, anybody that's passionate, I never want to, I would never want to deter anyone that's passionate about voiceover or getting into it. I don't want to say, oh, well, you know, you know, you'll 
it's you know it's very it's a very elite club it's not you know everybody has a voice and everybody has um you know something they want to say you know i listen to jim's voice jimmy's got a great soothing like audiobook kind of quality to to him you know his voice oh. is very soothing and comforting you know you are very sports you're very your voice lends itself very well to sports you're a man's man like your voice lends itself to ford because you're you sound like you're built ford tough you know so it's about where you it's about finding places where you can use your voice. I've been lucky because my voice is kind of a chameleon. I can do, you know, I started here and then I'm, I kind of migrated into different areas and, and tried to be a jack of all trades, but, you know, be the, be a master of one trade as far as voiceover goes, do that. Well, be your authentic self. Uh, and that's how you book work really. So, hmm. so yeah, we'll talk, Brian, we'll definitely, we'll get together and chat. Awesome, man. I mean, seriously, I, I would love to do something like that. Yeah. You want to do the, um, we have a couple questions. You want to go ahead and get a question yeah. here? Yeah. So somebody that you may or may not know, uh, Eric Cornish wants to oh, know. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that was my response. As soon as I saw his name, I'm like, Oh God, this is going to be good. Um, it's his fault he wants, at OVW. Okay. So that, that's, that's probably the, wait, the answer wait, that hold, we're looking for. Hold on back yeah. up. Let, 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 what's going on here. I don't know what's going on. So Eric is Eric Cornish is our our awesome ring announcer at OVW. He is the voice of the valley. He is the the dude that is responsible for getting me into OVW and and meeting Al and and being where I'm at. So yeah, I I hate it. I hate it. But I used to work with uh, Eric in radio, and so that's how we have. And he and I both shared a passion for wrestling. And so uh, yeah, I got to give Eric full credit, even though I hate it. Yeah, so that's so exactly I, almost that's almost word for word. His question is, who is to blame to, for bringing this crazy ah. man into the world of professional wrestling? Yeah, it's all his fault. So, it's, it's yeah. Um, so, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful to Eric, actually, for that, because uh, I got a call. I left radio. Eric called me one day out of the blue. I hadn't talked to him in a while. And he was like, hey, uh, so what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just, you know, doing the radio thing or do the voiceover thing. What are you doing? He's like, how would you like to come work at OVW? And I'm like, uh, let me think about it. Yes. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what, you know, what the position was, but uh, I was in. That's all he had to say was, do you want to work at OVW? And I said, yep. And so here we are three and three years and some change later. So, yeah, it's all Eric's fault. That's an amazing right. story, really, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, WB Master 2018 wants to ask, will OBW ever do a WrestleMania weekend show, like a WrestleMania 40 uh, weekend? Like, do you guys plan on doing a show out there? Man, wouldn't that be awesome? Um, yeah, I mean, I would I, I would say yes, personally. I don't really have that decision-making power, but I would love to see that happen. Um, I think that this North American tour is the first step into, um, you know, some other big things. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see why we couldn't. Um, I know there's a lot of competition that weekend with so many other uh, independent feds running their shows and, and trying to get the rub for WrestleMania. But um, yeah, I mean, I, that would be awesome if we could make that happen. Um, so sure, I, I don't see why not. Again, I'm not the decision maker, but I'll definitely run it up the flagpole. I'm I'm sure that it's been discussed in the past. Um, I think it was just a matter of resources at the time. And now we have those resources. So, Yeah. Oh, do man. I need um do I need to uh get with uh, Al and figure this out? You probably you might not you might, might have to talk to Al about that. See uh, I love Al's I love Al's new voice. 
He hates it. He hates when I do. I'm like, uh, he always says, you know, when we have a post uh, show meeting, he always says, you know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And so before he can do it, sometimes like, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So get the fuck out. He's like, you're, you're a dick. You know, you're, I know what you're doing there. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's like Al Snow meets Batman. Yeah. It's, it's very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if they're looking for a Batman, uh, Al could definitely do it. He's, it's either that or Harvey Firestein. He's he very he sounds very much like this sometimes too, so he gets that going. So I don't know where the lisp uh, comes in, but you know, that's Al. That's awesome. <laughs> he's gonna kill me. I'm freaking tripping out right now. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I love Al Snow. See there. You I go. do too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Al Snow <laughs> is the greatest. <laughs> I tell you, he, he's got that sense of humor that is so. Uh, it, it's a, but it's amazing that when Al gets hot, oh, go, boy, I Ooh. never, I could never picture that. You know what I mean? It's so, it's so, it's so. He gets, uh, yeah, he gets cussing Tourette's. He gets cussing Tourette's when Al gets like. And I've never really seen him hot. I've seen him like, you know, something's happened on the show that didn't go as expected. And and he literally turns around and talks to the wall behind him. That's always entertaining. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he gets cussing Tourette's because it's he just when he gets mad, he just it's, he goes. he I can't describe it. It's just it's interesting. <laughs> but it we, very rarely happens. He's passionate, but he doesn't get angry. You know, he's, he's an even kind of, kind of dude. By the way, I'm stealing that uh, uh, cussing Tourette's. Yeah, that's it. It's like that. Right yeah. It's, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Yosemite. He turns into Yosemite Sam, for God's sakes. <laughs> uh, a, quick, a quick story. Uh, me and Al were out of town. I don't remember where the fuck we were. Um, I believe we were overseas, but I, I, I could be wrong. We probably could have been in Louisville, Kentucky. Who knows? Um, but we were eating breakfast. And me and him were having a very passionate argument, very passionate about what I believed and what he believed. He reached across the breakfast table and grabbed my arm and started squeezing me because he was so passionate, he was so mad. And I went like this. I went, Al, you're fucking hurting me. Leave me. Let me go, you <laughs> fucking strong bitch. He looks and he goes, I'm sorry, I lost my mind. I didn't realize I was grabbing your arm. I was like, Yeah, you're about to snap my little fucking skinny arm off. What the fuck? And he's got those big old like roast beef hands. If you've ever seen Al Snow up, he's just his hands are just humongous. So, you know, I like to give him small objects to try to open, like a pack of crackers. Here, Al, try to it's like Hey, listen, he talks about he, he's I'm constantly subjected to your mom jokes all the time with Al, you know, so oh. it's always about my mom and it's, you know, and it's always something smarmy. So this is my revenge. So welcome to the podcast, Al. <laughs> if he's listening, you better be. <laughs> oh, he oh, he's listening. Oh, he's listening. Yeah. Well, dude, let's do this. Um, We had an amazing time. I did anyway. I don't know what the other boys. I, I, I could just listen to you do voice. <laughs> um, but I want you to just put out there social media wise, anything you want to put out, promote, put it out there, man. We'll help you out. We'll do the best we can. We'll tweet, retweet, um, put it out there, buddy. Sure, man. I appreciate it. So, uh, for anything voiceover or voice acting related, it's AJ McKay creative, AJ M-C-K-A-Y creative. And then for anything wrestling related, it's AJ McKay OVW. Try to keep it simple. It's all about the branding. I try to teach the kids, keep it simple. 
brand everything the same so that it's all uniformed. So, yeah. Um, and if people have, they can go to my website, they can email me or they can direct message me on, on any social. I always answer back. Um, I'm really easy to get a hold of. And I, I legitimately love interacting with fans and with, with marks alike, because again, you know, at the end of the day, we all are, if we, if you love wrestling and you love this sport, um, you know, then you, you start as a mark. So there you go. I'm happy to, to wear that, that badge with honor. Well, our listeners are kind of crazy like me. So expect some good emails. Okay. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I know, I know where the block button is. I'm just saying, but yeah, <laughs> keep, keep it cordial and then I'll answer anything. Go get them. Nation. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. What have I done? But no, awesome. I appreciate you coming on AJ without, uh, I can't obviously this, I can't speak for Brian and for Jimmy, but without you, man, this show wouldn't be what it is the way that you get that intro coming in. I know Brian mentioned it, but it's just, it gets everybody pumped up. It's a matter of, and just in general, your work, it gets you pumped up. You want to run, run through a brick wall sometimes because it gets you nice. in that, that mm-hmm. energy. So, um, just appreciate your work. Appreciate you being part of this group that we have here at Reffing It Up. And uh, just uh, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Oh, man, it's been my absolute pleasure. And again, it, it's my honor to to have been asked to do it. I'm thrilled that you are happy with it. And uh, it's, it's funny that uh, indeed how Daniel Spencer delivered the story to me is indeed how excited you were about it, Brian. So uh, that's mm-hmm. awesome to hear because, you know, I just you never know about these things. So it's, it's glad to uh, I'm glad to, to hear that you guys are are enjoying it anytime, anytime you need anything. I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm here for you guys. So I appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you. Had a blast, man. Had a real blast. Yeah. An honor. Thanks, guys. AJ, before you go, uh, I do have to say that um, I literally did leave that lunch and went outside with that audio and sent it to everyone I fucking knew. Uh, (laughs) I I literally did. I literally, I I packed my lunch up and brought it in a box and took it to the building. Uh, I I, I could, I was so excited. Uh, Yeah, it's true. And and by the way, um, I don't know if you know or not, Excuse me. Um, in February, <clears throat> we're coming up on my uh, 100th episode, and I'd like to uh, change it up a little bit. So just maybe ask for a favor there. You know, just see what you Absolutely. can do. Absolutely, man. Let me know. Hell, I'll do them. I'll do it live that night if you want me to come on and just do them all live. I'll do all your bumpers live. Oh, <laughs> stop it! You're ridiculous. <laughs> I am. I'm telling you, we'll we'll have, we'll make it a hundred episodes. That's you know, you should get like a silver platter or something for a hundred episodes. That's a that's a that's a milestone right there. So mm-hmm. yeah, man. Whatever you want me to do, I'm I'm happy to do it. And like I said, I'm going to leave the ball in your court about the voiceover thing. If you want to do it, all you got to do is reach out to me, and we'll uh, we'll set up a time to do a Zoom or something, and and we can we can get you up to speed and get you where you want to go. I'm I'm serious about that. I, I am too, man. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Yeah. All right. Well, well, AJ, thank you so much, man. Seriously. I know we'll stay in touch. We'll, 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 we'll get together. And, uh, once again, um, Hey, reffing it up nation, we're going to have a new intro coming up at some point. Uh, so that'll be mm-hmm. exciting. And, um, I, I, I want the new one. I want a little different. I want more like, a. I don't know. We're going to figure it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. My God, we'll, figure, we'll, we'll whisper for 35 seconds about whatever. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> hey, have a great evening, man. Thank you so yeah. much. Hey, good luck to you. OVW. I'm nothing. 
here. All of us are here just to support you guys. We'll promote you guys. Um, tell your buddy, Matt, if he wants to join the show, we'll, I'd be more than happy to talk to him and tell him what a mark I am. And uh, I will mention that. I will mention that for sure. I'll definitely tune in for that one if it happens for sure. So, <laughs> Hey, thank you so much, buddy. Have a good evening. Okay. okay? Hey, well, thanks. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All that good stuff. I appreciate you guys. Y'all take Same care. To you. Same thank to you, my friend. Thank you, AJ. Guys, that was, uh, man, we got to hear the man, the man behind the voice. Uh, it was great to hear everything, stories, you know, some impre- impersonations or something, whatever. I can't talk because I'm so excited, but uh, it's just absolutely phenomenal to uh, to have him on. Uh, but yeah, go check him out. All his information is going to be in the show notes as it is every week. Go check him out. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, something that... Uh, Something else you definitely should check out is what Jimmy, what you're doing, uh, both Wrestling Inc. as well as your ref and rants. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Like, like I say it every week, but it's it's true every week. I I do not my day can't go on until I see the ref and rant. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that very much. And like I was saying, I'm trying to keep it a little bit positive for this time of the year. But once the new year begins, guess what? We're back to nitpicky Jimmy <laughs> again. Uh-huh. I will I will be out there. Tightening those screws that I believe need to be tightening. But for now, like I said, I'm going to keep it fun and positive for the season. And and doing the stuff on Wrestling Inc. is awesome, too. I'm having a blast doing that. But the, nothing is as much fun as doing this podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian, over there. And you, too, RJ, who hold this, hold this, glue it to all together for us and keep it together for us. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be able to join you guys next week due to uh, scheduling conflicts and circumstances beyond my control. But... In case I will message you guys, but I want to publicly wish you all uh, Merry Christmas. If we are all celebrating Christmas uh, this year, uh, I, I'm kind of on the fence with the Happy Holidays thing. And uh, to to a wonderful 2024, gents. Looking forward yeah. to it. Definitely. Wait, wait, hold on, Jimmy. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to join us next week. No, unfortunately not. Well, then I'm not even doing a fucking show. Fuck it. Oh. Well, I guess it's different kinds of candy canes with RJ next week. So it's going to be me and RJ. This will <laughs> never work. It's going to be. Oh, God. Um, it, it, it never works. What, what, what makes you think that would? Jeez. I can make it one week without you, Jimmy. But golly, you bring your ass back after that. Okay? <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. Uh, but All no, right, yeah, well. definitely, definitely looking forward to next week, though, guys. Uh, looking forward to bringing in Crazy Steve from TNA. I'm going to say TNA. I don't care. Um, absolutely phenomenal story that he has. Uh, somebody that you uh, have worked close with there, Brian, at TNA, uh, when you're over there with uh, with the company. Definitely looking forward to this uh, next week. Um, however, what I will say on to piggyback off of what Jimmy said before I send it to you, Brian, we will be uh, a day behind. We will be releasing it on a Thursday morning instead of Wednesday morning. Just a heads up. I also will put a uh, messages out and post everything out on social media. Just as a reminder as well uh, for those of you that uh, have everything subscribed on all your platforms. But yeah, Brian, just have a look forward to this next week. Can't wait, man. Uh Steve's a good guy or crazy Steve, excuse me. Um, great guy, great guy. And a hell of a story, a story that if you guys don't know, wow, 
Just imagine being legally blind and working in a wrestling ring. And we're going to talk about all that and so much more next week with Crazy Steve. Cannot wait. Um, but if you want to reach me on social media or see that little fat tattoo my daughter got for me and drew for me that I got on my chest, you can reach me out at Instagram at Baby Hebner or on Twitter, not fucking X, at Baby Hebner as well. Same thing. Like, as AJ said, you keep the shit simple. AJ, AJ you're spot on, buddy. Um, you're spot on, AJ. Um, but anyway, um, yes, at Baby Hebner on both my Twitter and Instagram. Thanks, boys. Let's get out of here. Yeah, so like I said, AJ's all his information is there in the show notes. JD Hoop is also over there at JD Hoop 702. Absolutely phenomenal graphics each and every week. You can follow the show at Rethin It Up on Instagram and Twitter for Mr. Jimmy Corderas and Mr. Brian Hender. I am RJ. We'll see you here next week on Rethin It Up. One, two, three. <laughs>